0: The people have spoken, more of me, less of everybody else. It is the first solo BMO show of the year on This Ain't Iowa, Volume 2. thousands of dollars we spent on market research has finally paid off. We got to the bottom of it. The problem with the first year of the relaunch, others, I've been killing it. Uh, So we are going to be doing this once a month, solo show, uh, starting once a month, then we'll start phasing me in more, obviously Phobes goes first, and then uh, Tony will be the last to go once I figure out how to record one of these. no, honestly, I, this is just something that I kind of had wanted to be, uh, I, I wanted to start doing, and uh, I felt sort of a, a new year, a new chapter. Uh, I, I kind of wanted to start this, uh, this first solo show off uh, on a little bit of a serious note. Um, <laughs> I feel like I can hear assholes puckering from here. It's like, oh, every time this guy fucking does a serious solo show, the show goes away for a while. Uh, fair. That is, uh, that is true. Um, but, uh, but listen, it, uh, if, if this show is going to continue on any kind of level, uh, you know, I, I feel like I should probably just get this done. Uh, I never thought that I would ever have to do this publicly again. Um, but, uh, I feel like it's time to say that, um, uh, a few months ago, uh, several months ago, actually my, my wife and I separated, uh, fucking curse of TAI, baby strikes again. Uh, uh, actually it's it's not the show's fault this uh, this particular time I don't think it was the show's fault if anything I think the relaunch might have been an effort to make things better um, like uh, you have to understand like when I when she and I first started dating like I was doing tai and then she and I started doing a podcast I was doing stand-up a lot more often uh, like I had outlets baby right uh, and then you know it was necessary I had to sort of stop everything I had to reprioritize my life but uh, like I still had the same like brain that I've had for the last like 30 years. Right. I still saw weird stuff and thought of dumb bits and like all of that still existed in me. What didn't exist was an outlet, an audience. So this poor woman, essentially the only person I spoke to, she just had to deal with this constant one man show every single day that she clearly, you know, didn't really want to be a part of. That's a lot to ask uh, uh, of one person. Uh, But uh, but hey, here we are um also before we get too far into this i'll also kind of acknowledge that uh, there is probably a segment of people listening right now that are getting some kind of a sick pleasure uh, out of this announcement um which listen that's fine if that's how you choose to live your life i uh, i will say this if you had to wait a decade to drop an i told you so on somebody like it's probably not as uh, as sick a burn as like as you think it is uh <laughs> um so listen, it's not that I just haven't spoken about it here. I haven't spoken about it literally anywhere with almost anyone. It's nowhere on my social media. Uh, and by the way, never will be. I'm really, really down uh, on social media right now and what I believe it's doing to just relationships. Uh, not, And I don't mean like romantic relationships. I just talk about like human beings interacting with each other. I, I, I'm, I've just really... Uh, had sort of a grim view of of social media's role in that, so uh, I, I put very little of my actual life out on it, and uh, and I'm happy uh, that uh, that social media is almost uh, out of my life altogether. Um, but even outside of publicly, I'm talking about people in my real life. Most people don't know. Lo- no, my fucking my dad doesn't know. My grandmother doesn't know. Most of my friends don't know, and it's because I'm fucking, I'm sad, you know? Like, this is embarrassing. Uh, I don't like talking about it. Uh, fucking Tony has been like a brother to me for, you know, almost, you know, for more than a decade. He found out about it last week when I told him that this is what I wanted to do. So it's just it's just not something that I'm putting out there. Uh, I, I I would say literally right now there are maybe four people listening that knew. Um and that's because either they are, you know, friends like here locally in Vegas, people that were in my life on a real in a real way and I couldn't literally keep it from them. Uh and then there are a couple people who I knew had gone through uh similar things recently and I did kind of think that maybe they were specifically aligned to to maybe uh you know so support. Um, but other than that, like that's it. Um, also, by the way, I hope this sheds a little bit of light. I, uh, over this past year, there have been several people, uh, listeners, that have come through town and very kindly and generously, you know, uh, reached out to me, uh, invited me out to dinner or drinks, and and I and I do legitimately appreciate it. And I hope that maybe this will help uh, understand why I have said no to almost everybody who has uh, who's reached out. Uh, I mean, first of all, half the time I'm I'm a solo dad. You know what I mean? Like I don't. Uh, I have my children fifty percent of the time. Uh, I have uh, I have no family in town. Um, I, I'm making a point to to try not to use babysitters and stuff like that. If they're you know if I only get them half the time, I want I want them half that time. So, uh, right right off the bat, half of my time is completely spoken for. Um, but then outside of that, I've just like I've been bummed out. You know, like I haven't really felt like hanging out and and having fun. I've tried to avoid situations where people are going to ask me how everything's going and how my family is. And then suddenly I'm put in this weird situation where I have to decide like, uh, well, am I going to lie or am I just going to ruin the whole vibe by telling everybody, uh, you know, that that things aren't great? Um, So uh, that's the main reason. Also, some of you, quite frankly, uh, creep me out. And I'm just not looking for you. So as I continue the show, if I've said no to you, just take a minute and figure out which uh, which group you believe you believe, uh, belong to. Um, the point is that I, I just, I haven't wanted to talk about it. But the reality is just because you don't want to talk about something doesn't make it real. So this, in my own weird way, this is my first step. Uh, Of kind of, uh, you know, making this a more public reality in my life. I had to do it in the only way I've ever felt comfortable talking about anything personal uh, into a microphone unilaterally, peppered with uncomfortable jokes, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, (laughs) Going through this a second time is is strange. You know, in, in some ways, it's easier. Uh, Because I've done it already, right? I, you know, I'm I'm 13 years older than I was the first time. Uh, I've I've got more life experience, Um, you know. Maybe I've matured a little. Uh, That's up in the air. Uh, No one's no one's ever corroborated that, but uh, hopefully, I've learned a couple of things. Uh, But also, just in general, like believe it or not, I'm a lot more uh, mentally and emotionally healthy now. Um, You know, I I I have more security. Now I have a business. There's a couple bucks in the bank. Like all of those things make it easier. But on the flip side, it also makes it a little bit more complicated, right? Like you remember how easy it was to break up when you were in your twenties. And that the only thing you ever had to think about was like, fuck, do I go back to their house to get that cool ass book with all my CDs in it? Or do I just cut my losses and, and, you know, just buy them all again. Um, you know, uh, as, as you get older, it, it, it gets a little weirder, uh, you know, you got mortgages. You got furniture. You got a couple of bucks. You got fucking uh, kids. That's what they're called. Uh, you got those, um, and that, of course, is like the worst part. Uh, anyone who's gone through that knows uh, the the worst part about this is is you know, uh, in my case, I have these two um, beautiful daughters, and uh, they didn't ask for this. Uh, they have never known anything uh, their entire lives, other than having their you know both their parents. Uh, you know, waiting for them, uh, every single day when they get home. And so there's a lot of guilt and sadness, uh, that comes with, uh, with taking that away from them. Uh, although I will say this, they're kind of handling it too well. Like it's a little bit insulting, quite frankly, uh, and like, I guess it just, it feels normal, right? It's, it's a different world than, you know, like when my parents got divorced. Uh, like all, like everyone's divorced, right? Like their, their brother has two houses. Their cousin has two houses. Their, fucking, their best friend in the neighborhood has two houses. Uh, it doesn't seem weird to them. So like we go to tell them, and uh and i of course am a complete fucking disaster uh and meanwhile they're like okay so what exactly are we looking at as far as christmas is are we doing like a we doing that together or is it going to be like a dos navidad situation what's the christmas list gonna look like um (laughs) if uh if there is a silver lining um to this entire relationship, up to and very much including this uh, the, this separation process, it's been that, listen, uh, for better or worse, it's been the most significant relationship of my entire life. Uh, I have never and will never say anything uh, bad about my wife because, um, I mean, she she's the only reason that I'm, I'm functional right now. Like, I don't want to disrespect my parents, or at least not my mom, maybe my dad. Uh, <laughs> But my grandmother, my first wife, like all of these people have had this huge hand in in making me anything good that I am right now. I can point directly to, to those women. But the only reason I think that I'm a, a decent dad right now, certainly the only reason I own a business right now, the, the only reason I'm I'm, I'm healthy, uh, all of those things, the, there's a line drawn directly to my wife and I would never, Disparage any of that, regardless. Um, it, it, she's just she's too important. Um, I, uh, <clears throat> you know, she she got a hold of me ten years ago, and really, you know, she really made me whole, and I will never have anything but intense gratitude um, for that. Uh, I will also say, you know, if uh, I I don't you you guys have listened to me long enough to know I don't say a lot of great things about myself. Uh, but I will say that I am proud of myself. Um, you know, I, I clearly I'm far from perfect in case you didn't know by the, (laughs) the fact that I'm doing this a second time live. Um, but I would say this is hands down the best version of myself that has ever existed in a relationship. Uh, obviously when I was younger, I, I believe that I was selfish. I put my dreams, my goals uh, comedy, this show, the first version of this show, all of those things above everybody else. Um, but, uh, but you know, now I can look back and say, yeah, I still got some work to do, but you know, this is the first time in a relationship I have put another person first. I really did the whole time. And I, um, you know, that, that was not something that was second nature to me. I come from selfish stock. I have been a selfish person. And while I, have a million things that i need to, you know, work on. I I'm am, I'm am proud of how far i've come to this point. Uh, you know, it's funny that i mentioned my dad. I've actually been thinking about this a lot. I ha- I have this theory that we're all just trying desperately to not be the parent that fucked us up, right? Like that's, you know, in my case of course that's my dad. Like that's always that's all of our goals. I don't want to be that person. Uh, and I have made a lot of efforts in my life to not be like my dad, right? I'm a lot more open and emotional. Um, you know, I, 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 my kids here. I love you every single day. I go to all their stuff. Uh, I'm, you know, I, I, I take a lot of pride over the fact that my life has never really resembled his. And then suddenly you look around and I'm like, I'm 45, I'm single. Uh, if I start a movie after 8 p.m., like 100% I'm gonna fall asleep during it. Uh, I constantly wish I had a light jacket with me. I'm like, "Fucking it! How did I just turn into this motherfucker?" Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, side the point. Um, so, what is next for me? Uh, I don't know. I, uh, I mean, as far as the show goes, I'm I'm not gonna stop doing the show. If anything, you might get a little bit more of me. Uh, as I just said, 50% of my time has remarkably opened up. So, uh, I might double down, might do a little bit, uh, more podcasting, but as far as like romantically, uh, I don't, I, I haven't, honestly, I haven't thought about it at all. I think the same reason I haven't, um, talked about this publicly is the same reason I haven't really considered, you know, um, uh, dating or, or romance or anything like that. And I, I, I think it's just that I wanted to see this thing all the way through first, you know, um, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm not a dumb guy. Uh, like, I, I, I am aware that if two people want to be together, they don't, uh, you know, take active steps to get away from each other. But I also do believe that there is something to be said for some distance, right? Like, when you are with the same person every single day of your life for years and years and years, it becomes really easy to just focus on the shit that drives you nuts, right? Right? But hey, if you take a little time apart, maybe you, you, you start to remember some of the stuff that, uh, that you did you know love and appreciate uh, about that person, right? Maybe they're not just the fat guy on the couch that uses 96% of the DVR space on old 90s sitcom reruns. Uh, or maybe she's not just the woman that can't sit in the passenger seat of a car for a 10 minute ride without telling you you're probably in the wrong lane or are you sure you're not gonna miss that turn that you've made the last 10,000 consecutive days? Uh, these obviously these are just very general examples could apply to anybody, um, but uh, but yeah but as as we you know uh, approach sort of the the more um, the more permanent solution here uh, I don't know I don't know what I'm gonna do we'll see uh, I I will say I'm a guy who likes to have a partner in life you know like I uh, so I can't imagine that I'm gonna go the you know the confirmed bachelor spoon Bob Rando route. Uh, although I can see how you can get there. Uh, I will say that, um, you know, right off the bat, like, you know, now that I'm being forced to think about it for the first time, like the thought of somebody seeing me naked, uh, a new person, that's a nightmare, right? Uh, although I will say also, like, I, I'm starting to give myself a lot more grace as I get older. I've never really loved myself all that much, but one of the perks of living in Vegas is you really get to see the absolute worst, (laughs) of society. Like a buddy of mine, I met a buddy of mine down on Fremont street a couple of weeks ago to watch some football, grab some dinner. I hadn't been down to Fremont in, you know, forever, you know, more than a year for sure. And, uh, you know, we're walking from, uh, from where he was staying, uh, down to the circa, uh, to get something to eat. And I'm just looking around and I'm thinking like, you know what, I'm going to get the burger. I'm doing great. I, uh, I've got a ways to go before this becomes completely unacceptable. So uh, so I, I am, you know, giving myself a, a little bit of a, a little bit of leeway in, uh, in that regard. Um, I mean, listen, uh, when you get to this point in life, things that you never even considered when you were younger as like pluses in the dating column suddenly become huge, right? Like I got all my hair. It's going gray at an alarming rate, but I fucking, I got it all, got teeth, got a job. Like just those three things right there, I believe puts me in like the top 70th percentile of dateable people, uh, you know, for, for women in my age group. Uh, and that's actually an important uh, point to make uh, when I say women in my age group, because yes, there are obviously, you know, guys 40s, 50s that are, you know, incredibly good looking, in really good shape, but we're not in the same dating pool, right? Like, like they're, they're trying to fuck women in their 20s, right? Not me, baby, I am age appropriate. Yeah, you got a, you got a C-section scar and some trust issues. I am extremely fuckable. Uh, like that guy's. You don't think he's a little bit soft in the middle? Like, yeah, obviously he is, but he doesn't have a PlayStation. Like, you got to swipe right on that guy. Uh, but just in general, I think uh, just like the mere thought of uh, of dating within you know this this age group, like it it's it's jarring. Right? Like the baggage that you have acquired by the time you get to this point in life, uh is enough to make you start yelping start yelping hookers. Right. Like I get it, Bob. I see, I see how this something like this could happen. Uh, like first off, you know, a woman in my age group, more than likely, she's gonna have kids, right? And not and not angels like my kids, she's gonna have shitty kids. Uh her friends are gonna be terrible. Her family's gonna be a complete nightmare. I uh I have to say, I always considered myself to be incredibly lucky because like I legitimately love my in-laws. I, I, I I thought all of her friends were great, especially like all of her friends from Alaska. I loved all of them and that will never happen again. Uh, Quite frankly, I was content never meeting a new person again for the entire rest of my life. Uh, I've since been informed. that's not entirely possible. So yeah, I get it. Uh, But, yeah, but when you look at the at, at the prospect of of starting over with somebody new, uh, it's overwhelming, you know. And suddenly you do start thinking to yourself, like, well, would it really be that bad if I got to watch every single NFL game and never went to a Home Goods again? Like, I, I'd never have to put a duvet cover on my fucking blankets. God, that's it's not terrible. Uh, and it's funny every time I talk to married guys, like that's all you know, that's one of the reasons I haven't talked to a lot of people about it is uh, guys don't always think the same way, especially married men, right? They only think about it in terms of like just sex or just relationships, you know, and they're stuck in, in sort of the same loop that, uh, that that all of us, you know, married guys are stuck into, you know, we feel we feel the rut too. It's not like exclusively a female thing, right? So I tell a married guy that, yeah, you know, uh, unfortunately, I'm going through this, uh, this breakup and their first thought is, oh my God, it's fucking amazing. That's uh, God, you isn't it great? You you don't have to just have sex with my wife anymore. I mean, your wife anymore. Um, so that's why that's another reason I haven't really been talking to uh, uh, to my married friends. Uh, but yeah, but ultimately, uh, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm like I said, I'm not there yet. Um, I I will say, you know, that if I do start dating again, this podcast will get a lot more interesting for sure. Um, I will say this just one last sentimentality before I start doing <laughs> doing more bits. Uh, uh, going back to you know guys who just kind of think about the romantic part, the sex part. Like I, I am like the things that I miss and the things that I you know love are just like having a person right? Like I like checking up on somebody in the middle of the day and sending a text. I'd like, you know, uh, being able to, to rush home. Cause I really want to tell somebody the fucked up thing I saw in my ghetto neighborhood, uh, where my office is like someone needs that information. Uh, that's another reason you might end up getting a little bit more podcasts, but, uh, anyway. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, if, if, if we do get to that part where I'm, you know, I'm ready to, to put myself out there again in a romantic way, Uh, that's going to be hilarious for all of you because quite frankly, like I just learned how to book my haircuts on the great clips app like three months ago. And I've already fucked that up a few times. Got the location wrong. Uh, uh, you know, I got there. They they have totally different information on what kind of haircut I have. And that's a discount haircut. Uh, I'm supposed to find a life partner with my fucking phone. I feel like that seems very unlikely. Um, I, uh, but, but like, I don't, you know, listen, I don't go anywhere. I work alone. I live alone. Like an app is my, my only real option. Uh, Although, Ooh, I will say this. So I had an interesting thing happen to me uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, I went up to Laughlin for a, uh, for new year's Eve. My plan was there was this comedy club. I used to headline every single year in Laughlin. They closed during the pandemic. And I had never really been back after it reopened. Um, so I had this idea like, you know, I'd really like to start this year off fresh, you know, just, you know, in a new place, maybe symbolically it will help me, you know, heal. Uh, so I chose Laughlin, as you do. Um, I uh, So uh, I, I contacted the club. They agreed to let me do a guest set on the Saturday. I was going to do the guest set on the Saturday, stay there uh, Saturday, Sunday night, come down Monday on the 1st. Uh, so I go up there and, uh, and, and I, I do my little guest set. And, uh, afterwards I, I go and I sit at the bar, uh, outside of the club and, uh, and something that hasn't happened to me in like a million years happened. This woman from the show came, sat down, was chatting me up and she was flirting with me. And it had been so long since anyone had done that. I didn't realize it was happening until she literally said, so like, do you have a room here? Like, does the club put you up? And I was like, "Oh, fuck." Um, now, before I get to the end of this story, let me just say I'm well aware of the fact that I'm no, uh, I'm no Dwayne the Rock Johnson. All right, I'm not uh, the world's most handsome guy. Uh, I understand that, but this lady was a little bit rough around the edges. Um, I will also say I am under no delusion that will I will ever be with anyone uh, as as beautiful as my wife again. I get it. I never thought I'd be with somebody as hot as her in the first place. So, it's, you know, I'm is what you call playing with house money. But I'm also not quite ready to go from a Vegas nine to a Laughlin four. Like, can we can we work our way down? Can I get ground down from like a few years of of, uh, of hardship and loneliness and disappointment before I land in that spot? Uh, so. Now, once I realize what's happening, I have to get out of the situation. Back in the day, this would have been an incredibly easy thing to do, right? I just would have been like, uh, pointed to the wedding ring. Like, oh, that's very sweet. You know, that's very kind. Uh, I am married. But like, I, you know, I don't wear a wedding ring uh, anymore. Like, I, I couldn't fucking get out of it. I had to just, you know, throw a McChicken and hope for the best. Um, <clears throat> that was rude. Uh I will say I will say another thing. Uh, just going back to uh, uh, my wife, I am hoping for like maybe like a lower level Pete Davidson situation. Uh, remember when uh, know how no one ever gave a shit about Pete Davidson? They thought he was kind of weird looking, and then Ariana Grande hooks up with him, and then every famous hot chick wanted to fuck him all of a sudden. Like I have a theory that like once a hot girl gets her stink on you, it just attracts others. Uh, uh, and if that's the case, I'm going to tell you like when I download that Tinder app. The her picture will be my profile picture. It'll just be like a little comment below it saying, "Like, well, I was able to get her to stick with me for a decade. Uh, if you're interested in finding out how, inquire within." You're a pussy. Ugh. Why, do I, why do I fucking ruin every single serious thing with my filth? Um, I don't know. I uh, I also think that I need to do a little bit of internal kind of searching right finding out uh, and I have been I'm, I'm in therapy I'm trying to kind of you know figure out how I how I ended up here obviously you know I'm uh, you know I'm, I am to blame for things in, in my own life I have to take my own responsibility um, uh, I, I, I do seem to think that I am easy to fall in love with and then hard to stay in love with uh, and uh, you know uh, some of that is is my fault uh, I also think that uh, some of it though, uh, is, is that I think I have a lot of traits that women think they want, you know, like uh, I'm, I'm funny, I'm thoughtful, uh, I, I am capable of being romantic, I'm sensitive. Uh, and so a lot of women, especially if maybe you've been with some real you know, shitty dudes beforehand, you look at those traits and you're like, yes, that's it. Like that's what's been missing. That is what I want. But also that shit cuts both ways. Like there's a reason you're attracted to dudes like the like that other person, right? Like there's there's a reason for that. Right? So it's all well and good when you wake up and there's a cute love note on the nightstand. You love that. But then the you know, the the, the flip side of that coin is one day you're gonna walk in and I'm gonna be crying while watching a fucking Jif peanut butter commercial with a father and son, and you're gonna be like, Oh well, I can never have sex with that guy again. Um so yeah, I gotta I gotta kind of try to, to 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 figure this out. Um, look, I'm I'm you know actually before I get into that, let me let me just say I uh, let, let me lighten it up. I uh, I on these solo shows, I want to start doing something new. Uh, I want to do a new segment, and I want to call it uh, "Is This Something." Um, the idea behind it is that i uh i've I've started over with with my comedy material i barely do stand-up at all now so like my thought process is well if if i do it so little and when i do it i'm just rehashing the same fucking bullshit jokes i was doing 10 to 15 years ago like why am i bothering doing it so i i stopped doing every joke that i wrote prior to you know 2022 I just threw it all away, and I am just starting with a handful of newer stuff, and and then just what I can think of now. So I thought it might be fun while we're doing these things, uh, is when I take when I have sort of these kernels of ideas, unfinished jokes, things like that. I would bring them on these solo shows. I would tell you where I am. I would show you where I am in the process of writing the joke, and then you guys can go on the Discord and tell me is this something or should I just put it on the trash heap. Uh, I will say this. Um, I mean, I'm not going to listen to you, so you don't have to worry about it. It's going to be of no consequence. I've had very, very uh, talented comedians tell me uh, and give me advice on jokes, and I listened to none of them. So you have very little chance. Uh, also explains why, you know, my career's uh, where <laughs> never really caught the fire we all thought it would. Um, but uh, but hey, I think it'll be fun anyway. So uh, going with the theme of today, here is the very first installment of Is This Something? Um, when you are a, uh, when you're a parent and, uh, and you are, uh, you're, you're splitting up, it is extremely important that you tell your kids that it's not their fault. Uh, and the reason why you really have to stress that it's not their fault is because it so obviously is their fault that if you don't tell them it's not, they will figure it out instantly. Uh, what are the biggest things that people uh, fight about, right? Married couples fight about money and sex both of which I'd have a lot more of if you fuckers weren't around. Uh, my big issue uh, in my relationship was communication. Again, kid's fault. Uh, we used to stay up super late, drink wine, talk about hopes and dreams. Now every conversation is, she says she won't go to bed without the squishmallow." The fuck is a squishmallow? So there it is. That is the first installment of Is This Something? It's not a fully completed joke. I'd like everyone to remember that. It is a kernel that I am working with, and you can tell me if, in fact, it is something. Uh, all right, look, I'm, let me just wrap this up. Um, <clears throat> clearly, I'm trying to punch this up, right? Uh, I, I don't really know how to do things in a normal way. Uh, but the reality is, this really sucks, all right? I'm sad, and I'm angry, and I'm embarrassed. Uh, but I'm also just a dude, you know? I'm just a guy, you know, living life, you uh, When you're young and you think about divorce, it seems like this big, crazy, dramatic event, right? You're just like, what happened? Did he hit her? Did she fuck somebody else? Right? And then you get older and you realize like it's not, not everything has to be that. Not everything's a fucking law and order episode. You know, sometimes it's like, I've been telling that motherfucker for eight years to buy Breathe Right strips. I can't take the snoring. I'm out of here. Um you know, it's just, it's just the way life goes sometimes. And I'm not saying that you should root for it, that you should strive for it, but it happens. And if it does, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean that you're not <clears throat> deserving of love, right? Uh, if I can give you one piece of advice, and quite frankly, I don't know that you need to take advice from a, a two-time loser like myself, but I, I will say this. Uh, you cannot control the way you feel. Right. Uh, you know, if, if you're going through a struggle in your relationship, it doesn't you know, whether you are staying together or you're splitting up, uh, whether you're the heartbreaker, whether you're the heartbroken, like, you know, you, you could be feeling any number of things. Right. And it's all fine. Like you're allowed, you're allowed to fall out of love. You're allowed to fall out of attraction. You're, you're allowed to, you know, be mad and jealous and angry and all of these things. Uh, you can feel it. And it's real and it's valid, and you can't control it. But what you can control are your actions. <clears throat> and just because you feel a certain way doesn't mean that you need to act a certain way. You don't have to be an asshole. You don't have to do things that you know will hurt another person. All right? You can, you can act like the version of yourself that you can be proud of. Because the reality is, uh, at some point, all of your emotions are gonna go away. uh, And they're gonna pass. But your actions remain. Those are real. And you are gonna have to live with that long after the emotions go. So if you're in a tough situation, uh, just be a good person, man. You know? Uh, just, just, Just be respectful. Be kind. Right? You don't have to win. You don't have to get revenge. You don't have to justify anything because it's just life, man. You can't justify life. It just fucking is what it is. So do with that information uh, what you will. Uh, And if you have somebody that you love in your life, uh, go tell them that you love them today, all right? Uh, I promise I'll be funnier on the next episode. Uh, Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you later.